usual, utterly overpraised Miyazaki. <laughs> usual, utterly. I, I could not see what people find so amazing about these Miyazaki films, but I find them totally overrated. Oh my god! Well, he just repeated himself. The it- scripts are totally banal and unnatural, with nothing <laughs> that makes me feel any emotion or humor. Are you dead? What a what a cold corpse this person yeah, is. Yes, inside. the emotion is what must attract people. Mainly, I guess, is just me. But. You know. Oh, he admits he's the problem. <laughs> I remember watching weird cartoons in the 80s. I used to watch, you know, He-Man and the City of Gold and Thundercats. This and is I just had, the same thing. I had lots what? of emotion from the those. Same thing as Thundercats? Well, I remember that moment in the, in the movie when Kiki went, Thunder, Thunder, <laughs> Thundercats. Yeah. That was a one-star review from IMDb. Hello and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm your host, Andrew, joined as always by Ryan. I'm going to get on a bike with a big propeller on the front. I'm going to ride as <laughs> fast as I can. <laughs> and Steven. Ryan is interested in taking the most inefficient path to the beach. It, it really is <laughs> the it most looks, inefficient. It looks like so much effort. <laughs> nuh if I put my hands out, that's like wings, and then it'll like... So there was actually a whole works. thing that someone did to see if that was even like, like worthwhile. possible. And it, it's possible, but it is so, it's not. It, <laughs> so absurdly inefficient. Uh, can you, like, oh, it's sure. just the start from zero. Like if you actually start at the top of the hill, yes. well, it just doesn't matter. You don't have to pedal. You, you, you don't have to get Maybe yeah. if you had a bike that had like so many gears, like the ratio on the gears was so obscene that you just like barely pedal. It's already like 20 revolutions. Then maybe you could And like, it's so dangerous. Ooh. Right, oh, for uh, sure. That's all, that's all I could think about in that scene. Was like, you know, that that is like, you know, bicycles are pretty narrow. That is like a six foot wide spinning blur of death going down this hill. Yeah, well, that, yeah. There's a lot that could have gone yeah, wrong no. with that. So if like you, baby we're getting ahead. Yeah, we're well ahead of if ourselves. you haven't guessed, this week we are discussing Kiki's Delivery Service, the 1989 animated classic directed by Hayao Miyazaki and done by Studio Ghibli. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a fantastic film, but before we get to that, I want to talk about, uh, this is a very cozy kind of slice of life film. Mm -hmm. makes you feel all warm inside most of the time. Yeah. And there's a couple times in the, in the movie that we have these very like homemade recipes that she is Mm -hmm. delivering to, um, loved ones or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious uh, from your experiences as people um, as humans <laughs> which we totally are we are absolutely chat gpt has nothing to do with this no one double check it trust us we're human <laughs> tell me what uh, one of your favorite dishes are it could be from a you know family get-togethers birthdays grandparents whatever yeah, a, a sig- first. signature dish that you always look forward to every year or whatever whenever you get to see family members. But first, Ryan, you have to identify all parts of this photo that include a bus. <laughs> <laughs> there are no buses. Error, error. Um, I'll lead off. So mine is, my birthday is like right around uh, Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. like the benefit I always had yeah. growing up was like, I had the whole family over at the grandma's house. I could like bilk them all for presents. But I also got like a little mercenary over oh, yeah. here. But like so because of that Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday, right? right and yeah. like my my coziest, my like my memory, the thing I looked forward to every year was my grandmother's dressing that she made on Thanksgiving because it was killer. And I, I I 
The recipe's got to be somewhere in the drawer. How many sticks of butter were in that dressing? I, I'm sure it's just all of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was about. so good. And, like, so mm. my my weird, like, you know, Thanksgiving birthday tradition was, like, I would always look forward to, like, mm-hmm. that dressing. And, like, so every year we would split Thanksgiving between the two grandmothers, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so, like, there was one year where I didn't get over there in time, and they ate all the dressing, and I had, like, a come apart. I was, like, Aww. six or seven, like, <laughs> young enough to still have a meltdown and it not be, like, weird. But I probably would have still melted down later in life, too. Like, Even, like, the, 15, have yeah, a melt temperature 28, just, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'll never forget it because it was, like, you, my birthday's ruined. And I was, like, Aww. going, how many plates did you get? How many, you know, I was, like, <laughs> it was, like, that scene where you're, like, in the courtroom, and I'm just pointing at everybody like accusing like, everyone grab like your older cousin punch from the soul like yeah. give some back yeah spit it out <laughs> it's in your big belly somewhere pow 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 yeah but her, her dressing like man it was it was just killer and like I've had you know a lot of really good dressing since like I've mm-hmm. gone to like uh, my wife's family they make killer dressing I've had good stuff but nothing nothing touches like that that memory that core memory and it would every year she'd only make it once a year on thanksgiving that's it mm-hmm. i would beg her in the summer please just make no it. you can't do it nope it's, it's like the one the it's, one time yeah, of year and like every time you take that first bite and it's just like oh i'm right back mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, i'm like now i'm home so yeah that's that's mine is my grandmother's dressing nice steven all right we're gonna get we're gonna get a little weird with it this is a different different choice here and and like honestly so my birthday, gummy worms no, I, I love gummy worms got here no my birthday is actually typically the week before Thanksgiving oh yeah we're real close oh uh, but I do not uh, count Thanksgiving dinner as my birthday that mm. is a separate event okay um, you're far enough away from it you're far enough away from it yeah there's yeah. no relatives in town like guaranteed got it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, typically like. Like at best, it's like I wake up the day after my birthday and it's Thanksgiving. Like that's the closest it gets, basically. Okay. Mine uh, lands like every ten years, like on Thanksgiving, give or take. It's pretty wild. Should be not should not be ten. It should be like seven. That's how well, it's weeks, like that's how weeks work or something like that. No, we leap years throw it off though because it's oh, weird. I guess, uh, yeah. Anyways, math. How do you work? Uh, <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. No one truly knows. Anyway, so, so what I go for here on my birthday. Mm-hmm. It's so this is uh it's a like I don't know if there's actually a name for this dish. Uh, we literally just call it by like some of the main ingredients. We can come up with it if you butter, know. eggs. Oh yes, no, no, beef noodles and sour cream. Beef noodles, beef noodles. And sour- so, <laughs> so this is this is very much so kind of like a stroganoff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's basically you know ground beef. You brown yep. the beef. You know salt and pepper. You know don't be an animal. So it's not raw. Season. You brown it. Yeah, you brown it. Okay, good. Then it's a good first step. You do like egg noodles mm-hmm. with uh, tomato juice, and you cook it in the tomato juice. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know beef goes in, and you drop in. Uh, there's some other spices that go in. And you put the some sour cream in to kind of thicken it into like a sauce. Yeah. So it's very much like a stroganoff, except it doesn't have mushrooms, which I right. hate mushrooms. Yeah. They ruin everything. Uh, and it's, <laughs> Agree it's to just, disagree. Moving on. You know, it's, it's one of these <laughs> We've recipes. had this discussion before. Yeah, we have. You could check it out. Uh, it's our pizza. Yeah, Patreon our pizza Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan threatened to have an entire pizza only made out of a lot of different mushrooms. Oh, I did. Oh, oh, I would have gobbled it. <laughs> We're going to do that. Even the a, crust would be mushrooms in this scenario. We're going to do that as a prank one day. And you're going to watch me eat it and it's going to horrify you and I'm going to be happy. And the smell is going to make us sick. Yeah, and I'm just going to be in hog heaven. Anyways. Yeah, so so this sounds very similar to like a dish that uh, Mm -hmm. my other grandmother, my mom's side used to make, but she didn't include the sour cream every time. 
Yeah, Sometimes so, it'd be really runny. <laughs> it was like, I yeah, guess we so didn't have any sour you have, cream. You gotta like, uh, let it, you know, you gotta let the tomato juice kind of simmer down. You put the sour cream in to thicken it up. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's, it's one of those dishes too, that so long as you don't like, you're not an animal and you throw it in the microwave to reheat it the next day. Yeah. It's better the next day. Cause everything's had more it time. It soaks in the juices. Yeah. yeah. It's really, uh, how yeah, much sour just, cream we talking? Like how thick is the sauce at the end of it? It's still watery, it's, right? It's not that watery. Okay. But it's also not like solid. So it's probably, uh, you know, like a. Like we talking like a pint of sour cream? No, like an eight ounce. Okay. It's like an eight ounce I'm sour picturing like a big, no, 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 no. like a big old a gallon pot. Yeah. Of, like a, of like an eight ounce cream. thing of sour cream okay. to like an entire just bathing you know, in it. pan's worth of food. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you can't use, as my mom discovered one year, you can't use low fat sour cream. No, yeah. No. The whole purpose of it is the well, fat. Yeah. That's the thing. Whenever you have these like family recipes and stuff, you always have that one relative that's like, we can make this healthier for us. It's like, you're, you're a fool. Yeah. No, uh-uh. everything is the, the most unhealthy it could possibly be. Well, yeah. it makes food taste good. Yeah. So typically we, we eat this with, you get like saltine crackers. And you, just yeah. kind of, you just kind of scoop it onto the saltines. Yeah. And of course my mom has gone through these kicks of like low sodium. <laughs> so at one point in time, the only saltines in the house were low sodium Ugh. saltines. The name is saltines. You can't be like, hey, it has, <laughs> yeah. it has low salt. Well, the same thing of like low sodium bacon. Oh, what's wrong with people? That's not, yeah. you didn't cure it. It's not healthy. It's not, it's not food safe. <laughs> it's just raw pork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just been sitting out in the sun. <laughs> Terrible for you. Ugh. Oh, man. I, ugh. So you, there's no name for it? Y'all just call it like beef like, sour cream the, and noodles? Yeah, or beef, beef noodles and sour cream. I don't okay. know. So again, like this is something that Do you get existed. to have this like every year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to make it. I could make it myself if I wanted to, mm-hmm. but it's better when somebody else makes, you know, the well, dish for you. That's right? all food I've found. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my point. Uh, I love to things. cook, but man, when somebody cooks for you and it's good, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's way better. But it's one of those things where, you know, my parents, uh, you know, didn't always have like a ton of money and all that. And like mm-hmm. I've discovered as growing up, I'll bring up like, oh, yeah, we see eat this like other people look at me like i'm crazy you're like oh dude what like, i've we got just, you know, so like, many but it tastes so good you grew up with it as a kid i mean right? you had squirrel brains like well that was an offshoot yeah, that was like a, a, hey, i dare you purpose. to eat this yeah <laughs> so like the one that my wife always like turns her nose up at is uh, uh tuna mac and cheese my mom used to make mac oh. and cheese and just dump a can of tuna in it i'd eat it up like Man, it was so good because we were broke and all yeah. we had was like a can of tuna for protein and then mac and but cheese. See, see if you do that. Here we like, go. Like you take like the craft mac and cheese. Yeah. And then like again, you know, you don't have much money. You get like the tin chicken or the packaged chicken. Yeah, that'll work too. That's just as good. You just gotta drain. Throw it. any meat in mac and cheese. So, You're so pretty th- much on your way. This is not mine. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to, just oh, because you brought okay. up Kraft Mac and Cheese, right. back when I was in cross country during oh, high school oh, and stuff. When, when, when I played sports, according to Kraft Mac and Cheese, I was a family of fools. Yes. <laughs> right. yeah, we, we get the, dinner afterwards. You hey, get the, I wasn't in cross country and I was a family <laughs> of four. <laughs> you get the sharp cheddar box that has like the packet with the actual cheese in it. Oh, yeah. And not the powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, oh, man, I, can, I can just, just decimate an entire box. Powder, yeah, sometimes easy. when you just know that what you're eating is pure artificial, it's still good. Oh, it's delicious. It's just the right, you know you're eating out of a garbage can it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter but uh, I, I remember those days in high school you could come home make you a pot of mac and cheese after school mm-hmm. sit down with the pot and just eat it and then like two hours later your mom's like dinner's ready you're like oh yeah it is <laughs> dude speak but I, I would come home from high school and have like a 3pm snack and it would be a plate like a full size dinner plate covered in steak fries and my grandmother would dump you don't do this every day all, all uh, not right? anymore I, I'm, <laughs> I'm over 40 I'd be 800 pounds <laughs> she would get they had this brand of chili at the time that was like um, I can't it was Campbell's but it wasn't like the normal it was mm-hmm. like the it's like the chunky oh, but it was chunky, huge but yeah, it was like big meaty wolf hearty, something yeah. it had like a like a wolf chili it had a weird like oh. name it, it wasn't like the chunky it was like something else but it was like this huge and the can would be like 
four servings. <laughs> she would pour it on top of this plate of cheese fries or steak fries. Yeah, cheese. The, and I got, you know, the craft uh, extra sharp uh, block mm-hmm. and just shred on top oh, of it. Yeah. And I would eat it and then eat dinner at 630. Oh, yeah. And high school kids are. <laughs> Dude, ridiculous. I weighed 120 pounds. Yeah, no, that was the thing. It's like I was trying to gain weight. I, I was under. Me too. <laughs> underweight. I come home from high school, slap like three corn dogs in the oven, eat that. And they'd be like, so when are we making dinner? Oh, I'm, I mean, I'd go through like a, a pack of hot dogs, like, oh, at, like a, at least a week easy. My, my and mom, that wasn't for dinner. That my was metabolism just, was like home. dissolving oh. food before it got to my mouth. I was like, come on. Let me my, take My mom would be like, buy the 60 bag of pizza rolls. Be like, that's good for one serving. <laughs> Two hours. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, we've, we've, we've talked about all the trash we see as teenagers. Yeah. What, so, what is your... Yeah, so you guys have already mentioned birthdays. I'm yeah. going to also mention birthdays. So oh, okay. mine, oh, I know what we're going for. Yeah. yeah, mine and my dad's birthday are one day apart. Okay, oh, cool. Nice. Uh, so I'm, nice. I'm one day before him and... Well, then, I hope you're more than one day before him. Well... What? <laughs> <laughs> then he couldn't be your father. It'd be uh, difficult. But yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, basically, continue. I'm comment made literally no sense. I'm stumbling and I'm sitting down, so just keep going, keep going, power through it. Okay, so uh, before I was born, my mom mm-hmm. found this recipe called the perfect chocolate cake. Okay, from nice. a recipe book off, from 1976. We're off to a Ooh, great start. Good year, and good, good title. I yeah, love it. yeah. Uh, this is a triple layered uh, or three, yeah, triple layered chocolate cake. So you have yeah. basically cake. Heavy whipping cream cake, heavy whipping cream, and then like kind of like this chocolate on the outside. The, well, it's like kind of like this chilled frosting on the outside that's Ooh. just like just it's delicious. just sugar and butter. So is that it is hot delicious. on the inside, chilled on the outside? No, no, no. no. Okay, so the best way to eat this cake, yeah, is to it's really I mean it's good the second it comes out of the oven and, and it's all together. Yeah. However, yeah. it is better the next day after it's had an entire night to See, chill in the. That, uh, in the refrigerator. So it's almost like know. a cheesecake, like the temperature-wise, you mm-hmm. want it cold. But that's when you know you have like one of the good recipes is when you're like, yeah, it's good out of the pot, but if you let it sit for 24 hours and let those flavors oh. really get to know each other, mm. oh, yeah. man, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So so my mom had found this recipe and just made it for my dad one year for his birthday. Yeah. And this was before I was born, and he just loved it. Yeah. And he was like, I want this every year. So right. up until I was born, she basically made one for him every single year. Right. And then whenever I was born, they were like, well, now we have someone else in the in the house and, you know, we need to keep making this. So then I thought you were going to say we can never make no. it again. <laughs> we're done. Come well, on. So then um, Can't let our baby get fat. <laughs> I uh, so pretty much every year from uh, one year old. Mm-hmm. All the way until now, I've had this chocolate cake made by oh, wow. my mom every yeah. year until me and Holly, ba- like my mom moved out to Hawaii. And then Holly basically took over that part the of cake making. Yeah, the cake making. The yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just been really, really cool because every year I get to have it. And that's the, like you can't have this cake outside of. No. The birthday week. You got to make it special. Yeah. 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 Well, if you had it all the time, then what would be the point? Right? I would be seven, 700 pounds. Well, also true. That's also, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's also that is another issue. But yeah, this is definitely one of those where it's got like two full cups of butter. Oh, in yeah. It. Oh, like, yeah. you know, it's all so you know, it's sugar good. and chocolate and there's when, nothing healthy in Paula this Dean at all. When walks no. by and is like, yeah, that's about the right amount of butter. That's when you know <laughs> yeah. right, we've got a good recipe You've done going it right. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I kid you not, like this is the this is really the only cake that I'll eat. 
Uh, like, yeah. I'm not a big cake fan. See, see, right. as a fellow non-cake eater, I can understand that. Also, yeah. Mighty Ducks ruined me. Like, <laughs> cake, I'm not a cake eater. Uh, I love cake, and I am very interested in this cake recipe. <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we make it every year, and there, there's mm-hmm. only one year. So where, is the recipe still from, like, a book of a 1970s oh, yeah. thing? You've oh, got, like, the well, magazine So we cut actually out. have it framed. Oh, upstairs. nice. Heck yeah. Yeah. Just go take a photo of it. You can uh, have it whenever yes, you want. We found the cookbook. <laughs> I'm like, going to steal like, it. Brian, I got a job for you. So yeah. We, yeah. So we basically <laughs> found the pages that my mom had taken out yeah. um, and ripped it out of the actual cookbook. Yeah. And then we framed those. Heck yeah. And, That's and awesome. Put them up. Yeah. And um, else, like, that now, if you ever forget the recipe, you can just go, huh? Well, no, <laughs> that's, that's what Holly uses now. She just goes and she's like, oh, that's where it is. Yep. Look at the frame. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's a fantastic chocolate cake. I can actually, there's a Reddit post about this chocolate cake. Oh, really? That I can add um, onto the Discord for people that are relatively interested in it. But that, uh, I that, mean, that, so the Reddit though, post that you started or that no, someone no, else no, started? Someone else started. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so this recipe like exists, exists in the wild. It does. Wow. Uh, but this is one of those things where absolutely it's good. Uh, you know, day let it one, chill. Let it chill overnight. Yeah. It is perfect. Okay. Yeah. I kid you not. All right. So let's talk about Kiki's. Well, let's hungry. talk about it. Yeah, I'm starving. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Kiki's. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so this was uh, came out in 1989, directed by Hao Miyazaki. Yep. Uh, written initially, um, the novel was Eiko Kodono. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, Kodono. Uh, and he, basically, Hao Miyazaki just he wrote the screenplay for it after two other people had already gotten a hold of it and he didn't like it. Um, he wasn't even interested in directing this film, mm-hmm. and then basically he, he just, was just like, "You're screwing it up." It looked, yeah, it pretty much. Like so this. was it someone at Studio Ghibli was doing it? No, or? it was a completely different studio. Okay, and true. then like they just kind of like fumbled around with it, and he was like, "No, this is." It's mine not like now. he's walking down the hallway and he sees <laughs> someone else like, mm-mm. "No, mm-mm, can't have that." I mean, that is how he is in real life. I know. Yeah, that's I know. why I was picturing like some other poor guys like sweating away on this script, and he just comes by. Um, no, it doesn't spark joy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so please hold. My phone decided that it didn't hey, want to like close my it browser. It happens to the best of us. Uh, does it though? It, so it does, uh, does it maybe? I guess that's interesting so that it prepared. it started life at like two other studios did, yeah. or whatever, and it found its way eventually what, what back to. What is the to, book from? Uh, that is a good question. I really couldn't find a ton of info on it, but you can look. I'm gonna haunt. Yeah. Uh, I'm so haunt. here's the overview or the synopsis mm-hmm. for Kiki's delivery service. Thirteen-year-old yep. um, Kiki moves to a seaside town with her talking cat Gigi to spend a year alone in accordance with her village's traditions for witches and training. After learning to control her broomstick, Kiki sets up a flying courier service and soon becomes a fixture in the community. Uh, but when the insecure young witch beca- begins questioning herself and loses her magical abilities, uh, she must overcome her self-doubt to get her powers back. Ah, there okay. it is. So originally published uh, 1985. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I, I ran across like a, a reprint or whatever, and it was like published June 8th, 2021. I was like, well, I know that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this, this film is probably one of my just favorite films Mm. it's a very cozy slice of life film there's really not a lot of like there's no real antagonist outside of self-confidence right yeah it's the the trials and tribulations of being a teenager a a teenager well really just coming of age coming of age story of someone trying to find their place in the world and come to terms with just you know burnout and i'll say art artist block is just the best way to Getting describe the yips, it as they say <laughs> the, yips. the yips please don't ever <laughs> uh yeah so this had a budget of 6.9 million us 
to like okay. 800 million yen, but we'll just go US dollars. US, did you adjust that for a 1980s inflation? No. Right okay. No, that's just what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the box office was 41.8 million US. It's a good in, Oh, what? In, good in Japan. Oh, sorry. In Japan. Got it, got it. Okay. So we didn't, the U.S. did not get any kind of release of this until 1998. Yes. Right. Which was the the first Disney dub. But there was also a, an English dub that happened before this, but I can't find it anywhere. It's basically right. impossible to find. Yes. Yeah. It just doesn't exist once Disney got a hold of it. Yeah. Well, I, and Disney I was like, you know, we have this nice vault. <laughs> you want to see our vault? Well, so this, and then in 2010, they did a remaster of it where they actually so the it gets really kind of convoluted the first dub in uh -huh. 1998 had a lot of like changes of music and different character motivations and that the, kind the, of the stuff translations right. aren't great or well done um, or they just change the meaning of yeah. like, what a character wants or whatnot. well because I mean 98 that was still before like I would I would it's go as kinda, far as like wild west it of, was of especially dubs. for yeah dubs like that people were like especially studios were like especially so nervous Disney. that like Americans won't understand these motivations. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we will just leave it alone. Yeah. Like, so in 2010, they redid the whole thing and they brought back pretty much all the original music. Mm -hmm. They cut out certain lines of dialogue, which we'll get to past the spoiler wall. Cause I don't want to like give away anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's very interesting because Disney has finally, I think realized a lot of the mistakes that they made initially, but I watched the first version on Disney Channel so many times when it came out, like 2002-ish or whatever. Right. For, like, the hat on Disney when, Channel. When it hit Disney Channel, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I'm curious what you guys think, because this is one of my favorite films, yeah. just hands down. So, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I really do like this movie, though. It's it's one of my favorite Miyazaki movies. Um, so, I, like, my exposure to Ghibli and Miyazaki was... Uh, Princess, Princess Mononoke, Mononoke was first, and yeah. Miramax, you know, got the rights back in the 97, uh, 97, 98, somewhere in there yeah. around that time. And it was like, I, um, I think I, I can't remember if I bought it without renting it or rented it. Cause it was that, that whole era is like kind of a blur it's, for it's me. Mm -hmm. Also kind of a wild time when you could just be like, do yeah. I rent it or I buy it? Well, if I just buy it, it's only like a dollar more than the rental. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. So I remember that was my first exposure and then they slowly started bringing uh, mm -hmm. more movies over. And I don't think I watched Kiki in like Oh two or Oh three. Yeah. I want to say it was like, after I graduated college, and mm -hmm. I was making a concerted effort to watch to, all to watch, them. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. all, and the, more of them had become available. Mm -hmm. um, well, because after that, so by then now, it would probably be yes. after Howl's Moving Castle came out, Spirited yes. Away, obviously, Spirited definitely Away. after oh, yeah. Spirit because Spirited Away launched a bunch of stuff. Two thousand one, two thousand two. But I mean yeah. that one. Um, after it, I feel like there was a lot more mm -hmm. uh, access to them. Well, and they well, were more yeah, also like Disney was like, this is a gold mine. Give us right. everything you've yeah, got. Cause, yeah, because yeah, a lot yeah. of like popular culture was like, oh, this is good stuff. And it's like, well, it's always been good. You just saw it now. But, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was so, watching his 12th film or whatever. Mm -hmm. I really like Kiki's. And it's it's one of those movies where I, I could see someone complaining about it because there's not a ton of like – plot there, like it, it's not a world ending situation you know what i mean yeah, like it's, there's, it's there's really it doesn't need to be no that, but, but my like, experience going into it the first time was i was expecting that like an actual like dramatic plot yeah i think my, my uh at that point i had seen you know uh 
Princess Mononoke. I had seen Spirited Away. I think maybe I had seen Nausicaa. Which, are, which this. all three are very linear paths. They are down a story, which are totally fine. Right, and they're yeah. fantastic films for it. Mm. But Kiki's is a very different vibe than a 100%. lot of the other Ghibli yeah. films that have come out. And I like it a lot for that. But mm-hmm. like on my first viewing, it took me probably about the halfway point of the movie. You're like, to oh, okay, nothing's going to happen here. Oh, okay, this is going to be just yeah. a chill or she's kind not, of chill. She's not going to yeah. be like in danger for her life. Or yeah. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And once I, you know, wrap my head around, I like it a lot. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really good story. It's, it's a really good movie to throw on when like, you just want to relax. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't want it's tension. Cozy. It's cozy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't find yourself like leaning forward in your seat. There's like no. one moment, maybe, tops. but you can, you, you can still root for Kiki, but yeah, it's very mm-hmm. much a coming of age, just mm-hmm. a, like a cozy little story. But, and the thing that I like about it so much is like, it is a very like, chill cozy kind of show but there's also some very emotionally driven moments yeah that really can hit you pretty hard oh yeah especially if you've ever experienced a lot of this kind of stuff that she's going through right in real life and it you know can really kind of like add on top of each other which is i think one reason why i like this genre of story so much is because it's just coming to terms with a lot of the stuff that just happens in life. Right. Yeah. It's very, uh, even though it's about a girl that flies on a broom, it's well, da- very down to earth. <laughs> it's very like, it connects to your, like the, the common shared experiences a mm-hmm. lot of us have. Yeah. 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 Stephen, what do you think? Uh, so similar to Ryan, right? Like this is not my top. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is probably doesn't make my top five of yeah. Ghibli films. I mean, that's fine. Uh, that doesn't make it a bad film. No. It's still a very good film. No, very I've still good. seen it, you know, half a dozen times, mm-hmm. uh, both, you know, sub and dub. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'll definitely say yeah. this, the sub and dub are both fantastic. Yeah. The, the dub has Kirsten Dunst as Kiki, yes. uh, Phil Hartman as Gigi, who's a fantastic personality. For, he does really good. He does yeah. very, very good. Uh, they have, um, uh, Matthew Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence in oh, yeah. there. Who's big, big Disney. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it has, it is definitely its own vibe, right? Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I think you made a comment, right? Like, I'm going to watch this film, and then I have my yearly moment of, should I sell everything I own and move to a Mediterranean town? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I always get that vibe <laughs> of, like, why, why am I dealing with all this stress? Why do I live yeah. where I, d- I could just ride a bike down to, like, a bakery? I should do this on the coast. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're watching, like, Kiki, you know, lose her, her faith in herself as she stresses herself out. You're like, yeah. I could go there and be so relaxed. <laughs> I'm losing my faith and I live here. These, I don't live by the these sea. These children don't have a clue what they're missing out on. Yeah. Uh, this is a <laughs> Look good around moment. you, woman. <laughs> this is a good moment for our first bit of trivia. Right. Okay. Uh, during production phase, Hayao Miyazaki and his artist traveled to Sweden to research for the film. The photographs they took of Stockholm and Visby f- uh, formed the basis of the fictional city of Corico. Mm. The city itself also contains elements from Lisbon, Paris, San Francisco, and Milan. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so I've, I've seen hodgepodge. quotes where it's supposed to basically be like, as it's a peninsula and the Mediterranean is on one side of it and the Balkan is on the other. Uh, yeah. Is it, no, Baltic. Sorry, Baltic, Baltic yeah. not Balkan. Uh, wrong, wrong side of things. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not very far apart there. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, so it's supposed to be like the, the Mediterranean on mm-hmm. one side and the Baltic on the other. Yeah. Because there's I mean, there are a lot of similarities in uh, maybe not the climate of the area, but no. uh, of the rest of it. Yeah. Know? Well, and the, the, the story is meant to take place during an alternative 1950s yes. Europe where World War One and World War Two never happened. Mm. So it's a little bit more of a... It's, um, a... it's a much more innocent time. It is. And 
the technology is not. I mean, we we still have like you know zeppelins flying around mm-hmm. and stuff like right. yeah, it's dirigibles, which dirigibles. is a, a great um, example of why dirigibles are terrible, <laughs> among many others. <laughs> Let's bring them back. We just got to give them a shot, Andrew. Uh, man, I was we were on a. This is a total tangent. We were on a rooftop before this recording for a party. And there's the there's the there's a whole craze. <laughs> a of, dirigible flew over. No, no, no. There was the whole craze of putting a, a dirigible dock on top of your building yeah. to show that you were as a city. This is like in the early you 1900s. Could, you could moor that as an airship. Yeah, that yeah. in the early time, you know, 1900, when this was like a big thing happening. Yeah. Hey, you're you want to be a city on the map? Well, does one of your buildings have somewhere for the inevitable dirigible future where they can dock? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a terrible idea because when you dock one to it, it just becomes a giant flag. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh, yeah. None of that was thought. No, it was, no, no, no. It was purely just a marketing stunt. Yeah. But there's just a building here in Birmingham that still has it on there. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Uh, so, you know, obviously we, we've talked about, you know, kind of like the vibe and the feel of it. Uh-huh. Uh, this is an animated film, and this is definitely some of his, like, really earlier work, but um, Ghibli and Miyazaki have just done uh, the, some the, phenomenal the animation. The of yeah. detail, it's, it's not necessarily... You like in modern terms of anime, where it's like, oh, the action, the oh, movement. there's like 700 impact frames yeah. in the last next two minutes. Yeah, oh, like yeah. It, it never has that moment because yeah. it's not that kind of story. Yeah, uh, but within the story it tells, the animation is very competent. Like it's it's good. There's good motion, but at the same time, if you like slow down and just watch the background, oh man, there's everything is there. It looks like moving. a lived-in yeah. town yeah. where every like. When you watch like a CGI 3D film nowadays, a lot of times, especially in the early days of CGI, it's just the nothing. backgrounds are empty because they just they couldn't afford to render all this stuff. Yeah. Who has this RAM? Who has this processor? Right. Whereas there, it's just like, well, the RAM and the processor are your hands, so you better get to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's the thing too is Miyazaki is very much a perfectionist when it comes to animation, right? And his matte backgrounds and details and small little tidbits that really just add so much life into his works. So there's a, a sequence. Sorry. I was going to say, what I find is when I pause a lot of Miyazaki movies, I'm like, that could be a screensaver. Right? I know, it, it could. Oh, yeah. Every frame could be, could be like, <laughs> I background. could print that off, put that on my wall. Yeah. Well, so there's a sequence, right, in The Wind Rises mm-hmm. that uh, it's a four-second shot of a crowd during, I think it's Wind Rises, is when there's the earthquake. Yes. Yes, yeah. I was pretty sure. Um, this is still a movie that he's never seen. I've never seen. I, I, seen I, I saw this and I was like, I, I know what film this is from. I'm that <laughs> good. Uh, but that sequence took them a year and three months to animate. Oh, my gosh. This is four seconds of a clip in a film that's hour and a half, hour 45 that's long. about two hours. Right. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. A year and a couple of months. So you're looking at like 5% is, of the film. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, this yeah, is percent. This is the absolute dedication well, to this is ridiculous. And that's the thing yeah. is like whenever you have those kind of moments, particularly in Wind Rises, a lot of those where it's animated on ones, which we've talked about before when we did our episode on Redline, where basically what that means is there's one singular keyframe for for. 24 frames, basically. Right. So there's 24 yeah. frames of animation in, in, yeah. in a second. Compared to normally you'll do uh, on twos, which is basically one keyframe every other frame, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, would you guys rewatch it? Would you recommend it? Oh, come on now. Absolutely uh, on both. about this yeah. a little bit, though, first? I mean, come on now. I mean, sure. Oh, I guess what do you want to say? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have the floor. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's just a really really fun film. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy watching. This is also kind of like a, a borderline all ages film, right? It is. Absolutely. Because uh, there are honestly a lot of Miyazaki films that touch on like wars and, and other you know, yeah, heavier Which are a little bit more adult. Yeah. And it, you don't necessarily have to be like an adult to watch the. You, they're not cutting people's heads off or anything else. Unless it's Princess Mononoke, but. With, with, <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that one. <laughs> they, don't, they don't cut, they bite. They bite the head off. I don't know. You get There's to that. see some arms just get flung oh, there's, yeah, there's some, d- some destruction. Back That's to good, Kiki. It's a good film. Uh, anyways. <laughs> That is not this film. But this yeah. is very much so, you know, in all ages, uh, you know, there's not really any real stress. I would almost say the only thing preventing younger kids from watching it would be they might be kind of bored, bored. Yeah. Because there's yeah. not a lot of action. There's not and, a lot of... And there's not a lot of, like... In-your-face comedy. I don't want to say bright colors, but, like, it's a very, you know, pastel, you know, some yeah. kind of a Mediterranean vibe, pastel. Looks like a watercolor mm-hmm. painting a yeah. lot of times, yeah. So it, it doesn't, like, pop like what a kid I, might I want. Would, right. I would say that... You probably wouldn't want someone that's younger than like eight to watch They'd this. They'd probably be very bored. Probably be very bored. Probably, and even yeah. eight is kind of on the borderline. If border you have line. a very intellectual eight-year-old, which yeah, means yeah, they're yeah, on like my level of <laughs> intelligence, then they could probably get into it. So you have the mind of an eight-year-old, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. At least, the, at least the maturity, <laughs> at best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this is I, this is a pretty much a full recommend. Yeah, absolutely. The, the biggest risk, again, is maybe you hit a moment in the middle where you're just like, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, well, Buckle that, up, find out. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is, like, it's a, a lot of the a lot of the time whenever you have, if you're coming from, like, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, yeah. those kind of things, they are very linear story, story told, you know, plots. And they're more fantastical. They are. Yeah. The, this is, there's really, there is magic in this, but it's not, like, magic. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, despite Kiki literally just being a witch, it's and not, being able to like, fly on a broom. magic, it, Yeah, know? Yeah, yeah so, that, like, if you're listening to this right now, and you haven't seen Kiki, but you have seen, like, Spirited Away or something like that, don't go into this thinking there's going to be, like, a thousand magical monsters running around yeah, with no. Kiki or, like, anything like that. This, this is yeah. a much this more... This is real life in an alternative yeah. Europe that we're the wars... <laughs> right. Wait, hold on. And uh, witches <laughs> exist. Yeah. But it's still very good. I'm not trying to yeah. sell people. I just... I would... If I was recommended it to someone, I would put that caveat mm-hmm. in there of, like, if you've seen some mm-hmm. other Miyazaki movies or Ghibli movies that are, like, a little more wild with, like, yeah. you know, the amount of, to- like... is not going to show up here. Right, yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of, like, creatures and, you know, things like that. So this is a definitely more you know, toned down version of something like that. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I would obviously definitely recommend it. I think this film is just phenomenal in a lot of different, different aspects. One, cause it's very emotional and very grounded, but two, it has phenomenal music jo- by, oh, yeah. done, done by Joe Hisaishi. Yeah. Uh, and the animation's phenomenal. Like the performances are great. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a really good movie. And, yeah, good the, the dub and the sub are both completely acceptable to watch. Yeah. So one of the nice things about Ghibli's partnership with Disney is when you look at, honestly, looking at this one in terms of like names you recognize from American actors or, or Western actors, yeah. this is maybe almost like the lightest in terms of because mm-hmm. some of the other films like they're just like boom 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 Heavy boom hitters. names yeah. Well, yeah. I watched it in the uh, sub this time mm-hmm. I think yeah. it might have been the first time I've watched Kiki sub really? I'm trying oh, to remember yeah. because the dub's usually really good mm-hmm. and I, I don't think the the sub was even available when it first released probably not probably you know what I mean yeah. so I'm pretty sure my exposure to it yeah. throughout the years has mostly been the dubbed version and both are fantastic I watched mm-hmm. the sub last night and loved it it was great yeah yeah So we may not be adorable witches on brooms. However, speak for yourself. Uh, speak for yourself. We sir. can deliver 
content. There Ooh, it is. Spice. Go to spoilersintendedpodcast.com <laughs> and you can get all of our latest episodes that you can just go and listen to right now. You yeah. don't even have to call us. They're wrapped up in a basket just ready for you to open <laughs> them and listen. Call that radio nice, warm and cozy, <laughs> yeah. sultry tones of Ryan. Some kind of fish pie <laughs> is there also, but just listen to the episode. It's great. <laughs> You can also get links there for things like our Discord. Yes. You can come and hang out with us along with other listeners of the podcast. We have uh, great discussions both on current shows and movies, such as the Ahsoka show is going on right now. We've got a spoiler thread for that where you can talk about the show as it happens. Or you can go in there and talk about what's cooking. We talked about food here. I want to hear what, what your... Yeah, what's some oh, of yeah. yours? Yeah, what is your cozy birthday meal, your favorite food from a yeah, relative? That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, and also, some podcasts charge or put their Discord behind a paywall. Not us. Always free. free. Always free. Do, you just got to find a link. They do, yeah. It's, it's like a <laughs> oh, perk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just got to find here. a link. It's right there on the website. Easy. Slam dunk. Yeah, everybody's welcome. Also, if you're not doing it yet please follow us on social we have a facebook and an instagram we would love for you to follow over there and leave comments interact share all that good stuff and uh yeah we post once a week we'll try to post like where we're going to be what we're going to be watching for the next week where you you can can find it yeah where you can find it so you can watch along with us so you're caught up and ready to go when the episode hits And we are back from the spoiler wall. If you have not seen this film and you don't want to be spoiled, then now is your time to get out of here and go listen to another episode that we have possibly talked about. (laughs) Something different. (laughs) Something different, but not this. Go check out Redline. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So here are some top of the hour trivia that we can talk about. Oh, you are trying for this one now. First off, though, I got to say, that song is a whole vibe. I could listen to that song uh, I know. Oh, yeah. on repeat for 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Just bebopping it, around. Yeah, Roll the windows boys. down in the car. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. That's, that is a great, like, you hit the road, time oh, to travel. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, so, for this film, there were 60, 67,317 traditional cells that were made for this movie. Cells of animation. Cells of animation. Yep. Okay. Uh, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, then let's see. We have now. Did you did you find out how that compares to like other Miyazaki um, movies? I haven't looked up other Miyazaki films. However, mm-hmm. uh, just a general idea. Uh, Akira from 1987. Yeah. Um, had, somewhere on there. Yeah. Uh, 110,000 hand animated frames. Okay. So about double the amount compared to this. Right. You know, that kind of thing. But that's an action movie, and it's... it's longer than this, too. It's uh, substantially longer. Yeah, there's yeah, also so a lot like, going on there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, it's it's all thing. But, I mean, that's still a really... I mean, a, a substantial amount of work. Yeah, so at no point crazy. while watching this movie did I think, <laughs> like, oh, like... man, they phoned this in. Man, they needed more. Yeah, they, they really, you know, so, didn't go all the way on this <laughs> section. So, as a, as a comparison, right? I, I think really what it is, it's action sequences that amp it up. It does. Because I, I just pulled up Princess Mononoke since we mentioned it multiple times. Probably 85,000. Oh, no. Roughly 144,000 is what this wow. is. That's also a longer film, too. It is. It but is, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I think it's really, it's the action sequences yeah. that drive it because you need, you need on the so much motion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this was another fun one. The name of Asono's Bakery uh, I'm going to butcher this. Go for uh, it. Gucci. Uh, oh, no. Oh, what? Gucci, no. <laughs> Gucci Oki Panya. Um, <laughs> sure. Is a Japanese pun made from the words um, rock, paper, scissors, and panya for bakery. So it's rock, paper, bakery? Yeah. Rock, uh, paper, scissors, bakery. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, bakery. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so let's. I have some other ones, but there's really actually wasn't a ton of trivia that I could pull that's, for this. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so let. Well, it pretty much all revolves. All the trivia really revolves around Disney's releases that they did, oh, right. which and like all the all the differences and that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's just get into spectacle. Yeah. I uh, love it. It's it looks great. It's, it's very pretty. pretty. Like I said, you can pause it anytime and go. Mm, that's a wallpaper. Yeah. Like print that off. Put that on my wall. It's oh, a yeah. painting. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I like the the character designs, obviously, uh, especially Kiki, and I like like for a movie that doesn't have a ton of action scenes, mm-hmm. there are still a lot of like there, there's really only like three action like sequences yeah. that happen in the film. One yeah. when um, whenever she is going into the city for the first time. Right, yeah. And yeah. then almost gets hit by a bus that is also aptly named Studio Ghibli. Uh, yeah, oh, I didn't catch they that. They advertise themselves. In yeah. Movie, <laughs> nice. We got a bus system now. <laughs> and then whenever Tombo is taking her to the dirigible for the first time, yeah. the Spirit of Freedom or whatever you want to call it, and uh, they're going down the um, the highway. The highway. Yeah. Which is a fantastic sequence. Yeah. And then, obviously, at the end, whenever the end. she's um, obviously attempting to save him yeah. from <laughs> from running into uh, a clock <laughs> the tower. The clock tower in the terrible dirigible. Yeah, <laughs> the worst, worst form of transport. <laughs> it's slow and dangerous. What a perfect And it's filled with helium. It could just blow. I, I'm <laughs> blown away that no one's safe. tried to go back to this idea, though. Like, I am not. <laughs> they're like, you know, they, they, they just have, didn't know though. what they were doing. No, they have, though. Uh-huh. Have you not seen, also, have you not seen articles where it's like, oh, they've solved the emissions problem of worldwide shipping. Well, if you see, if you attach these large kites to them, <laughs> sales, you've made sales, people. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the world saw in 1937 when the Hindenburg crashed and burned up into a hellfire. It scared well, off investors, no, is what you're saying. It is, it is worth pointing out that was hydrogen. Yeah, it was. but it's, Helium, helium is, a, it, is a much oh, higher level of safety. It is. It's also a lot harder to acquire. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's also that. There's also uh, that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like there really isn't a lot of action in this. However, no. But I, the point I was making is that yeah. the, the action that is there is animated is, incredibly. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really, really, really well done. And the framing too, like the mm-hmm. way they like very cinematic. Yeah, do all the shots and is fantastic. So, uh, our local con right will have a vendor who comes through who sells animation cells mm-hmm. from various anime. And yep. he unfortunately knows what he has. Oh, he knows what he has. Well, oh, so the sure. thing is, any, any <laughs> Ghibli, if you're in that business, I don't think you just fall into that. No. You probably, <laughs> any, any Ghibli cell is already worth like several hundred dollars minimum by default. Yeah. Yeah. So he had could be a shot of just someone's elbow really close yeah. in the frame. <laughs> nope. But like $300 he had the shot. That's like the close up of her face as like the blur lines are happening. If she speeds up on the broom. Oh, oh wow. I had like $3,000. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and at the time it was like before Laura and I had gotten married and it was just like, I can't, 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 I can't do we this. Can't just like, I, can I afford it? Sure. Should I? Absolutely not. <laughs> Steven sits down at the bank. I need a loan. All right, well, let's talk about it. What for? It's an animation cell. It's called Kiki's Delivery no, no, Service. No, 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 no. <laughs> Meeting over. Get you out. Are presenting this in the wrong. See, the correct way to present this is mm-hmm. it is a one of a kind piece of art that is world renowned and beloved and can only appreciate value. That's how you get a loan. Just telling you right now. And then you show I mean, the big. Was it from one of those tentacle movies? Get this pervert <laughs> out of here. Uh, so one thing that Miyazaki did was for the credit roll, he didn't want there. He didn't want to bore the audience with just a quick credit roll, and there's nothing else mm-hmm. there. So he wanted to basically treat the whole sequence to be essentially a sequel 
kind of like epilogue. Oh, okay. So yeah, you yeah. can still kind of see like stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it feels very, you know, from a modern perspective, it feels very much like, what is this, like a mid credit scene? Is, is it in credit? Like, I'm just getting hit with this. Like, do I need to stay here? Like, I'm going to yeah. miss out on the whatever's going to happen in the next Ghibli release. I won't know who this person is they introduce. Well, That's and, a smart idea, though. It like, was. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I don't think that this was really, back in 1989, I don't really think this was done, that was done very often. I, yeah, I don't think Because so. this was, so you have. Well, especially not for a film. Right. Yeah. I feel like for, you know, the credits on like an actual just animated yeah, that's, show. Yeah, that's whatever. There's always something going on mm-hmm. in those, but they're also pretty short too. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. less people working per episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, because this was, so you had Nausicaa in the early 80s, then you had Totoro, and then this. And was then, Castle in the Sky in there? No, somewhere? Castle in the Sky was before yeah. this yeah, too. Like so this was, this was number four. Four, yeah. And then Porco Rosso came out after this. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, you know, clearly, like, Miyazaki loves aviation. Yeah. And all of, like, so the 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 plane that goes under him or under her um, that they notice, like, right at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, that's an actual plane, you know, like, that Oh, exists. sure, yeah. And it's all real stuff. Yeah. 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 And just the amount of detail that he just adds into the city is just so phenomenal. Well, like you said earlier, it feels lived in. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like just set dressing or like they came up with a background and the city's incident. It's like the city is a character in, it the, is, in yeah. the movie, you know? And I think that's the most, like, that's one of the most telling parts that you know you're watching a Miyazaki film mm-hmm. is that everything has a story, everything has a personality to it. Right. Even if it's an inanimate object or if it's a side character, like you can look at their clothes, you can look at their demeanor of how they're walking down the street and you're like, I know the type of person that is. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you just see just bits in the background behind her and it's just there's just so much going on like it feels like a vibrant and alive city well especially yeah. like all like the like the street cars all the vehicles and, yeah. yeah it's it's crazy honestly watching that just mm-hmm. the, the level of detail that goes into like the attention to detail that goes into that and just knowing the amount of extra time that takes yeah right for well, something that presumably most people won't notice. You know what I mean? Or, like, they're focused on the characters. Yeah. They're not even looking at the background. Unless you watch it a bunch of times or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just an well, animation nerd. And, well, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, he is he's still such a slave to this detail yeah. that it's never, like, because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's trying really hard at the beginning of his career, but then he's kind of phoning it in now. He has refused to phone it in for every single film that he's done. Right, yeah. And it's just really just awesome to see just like kind of his style, like I guess evolve over the years. And right. at this point in time, you know, there's a fourth film, like it definitely has such a different vibe than the other three that came before it. Right. Cause like castle in the sky is, it's not really my taste, but I, I like a lot of parts of it. Yeah. It's but fine. overall it's probably oh, not my, Oh, I love, <laughs> I, I love castle in the sky. Y'all get out of here. I really like it. I'm not saying it's bad. I just like, I think for me, when you get to Kiki, mm-hmm. right. You're seeing like the hallmark, the trademarks that are there that make it a Miyazaki film. Yeah. But you are seeing some evolution. You're seeing some mm-hmm. like evolving of, of techniques and like some, yeah. some stuff like that. But I mean, all of them are great. Like, all, even yeah. you go all the way back to Castle of Cagliostro. Like, oh, it's yeah. Fantastic. Oh, Cagliostro is great. Great, great intro credits on that one with the, <laughs> the car. That's great. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> We could just do a Ghibli like, whole I mean, episode. Just, go, yeah. just, just start banging them out. Gosh, know, right there. It's easy. All right, so let's move on to performance. Yes. Um, so we obviously have sub and dub. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I I mean, we both said it. We've already said it now. Both versions are pretty fantastic. 
They really are. Yeah, yeah. Seen, seen them both. Uh, you know, it's it's really just kind of well, what do you as a person prefer? Mm-hmm. And I actually almost would say I, I think it's worth seeing the movie twice, both ways. I, I do too. Because yeah. you tend to, with most translations, you get a little bit of a different. Almost, it's the same story, but it's like a slightly different angle. Sometimes, yeah. just because yeah. of the well, way the translation typically works out. So the way that they did Gigi's character in both versions is actually very different. So right. in the the English, Phil Hartman does more of a uh, more like a sarcastic, I was gonna say, more yeah. sarcastic, kind of, kind of yeah. cynic yeah. Uh, style of a character. He's almost like the, the straight man, a little of bit, the yeah, duo kind of thing. Yeah, and he's much more comedy relief in that compared to the the Japanese version of him, right. where he's a little bit more not timid, but he is a little bit more conscientious, I guess, with like kind of like how he's talking to her, and he's more of like a mentor at that point. He's not as of, loud. He's not yeah. as boisterous, I guess, yeah. as Phil Hartman's performance was. Yeah, but still, both are great. Like, oh yeah, no, they're both fantastic. So for me, the way I approach a lot of Miyazaki movies and Ghibli films is like I usually watch them the first time dubbed Mm -hmm. so I can just pay attention to the animation Mm -hmm. and I'm not having to dart my eyes down to the subtitle back up you know back and forth get the basic story plot points down you know enjoy it and because again almost all you know Miyazaki movies have fantastic dubs like they're they're some of the best so like you're Mm -hmm. not going to have a bad experience that way like you know some other anime from like the early 90s well, yeah, or we're something. talking about like Castle in the Sky, which is like a mid-80s release. Its dub is good. It mm-hmm. wasn't oh, yeah. dubbed in the mid-80s, but the dub that we that is out now it's is very is good. Very good. Yeah. So you can re- whereas some other thing that's still holding on to its mid-80s dub is like, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, looking at you, Zeta Gundam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, and then I watch it again, usually at some point, whether yeah. it's like soon or, you know, a year or two later, I'll watch it. Uh, sub just mm-hmm. so I can see like what's the difference in the story or like you know it's harder to catch the minor nuances but you can kind of catch some vibes like yeah this time I had never seen it sub before and I was like oh Gigi's totally different yeah yeah it's not like Phil Hartman yeah very different portrayal vibe. at all yeah uh, so I because I watched the dub this time and well, I completely forgot that Tombo was Matthew Lawrence for this <laughs> and I was like he sounds so familiar that's not Zac Efron. He would be too young for this. Right. And I was like, who was the who was the sweetheart in the 90s? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Matthew Lawrence. There it is, right there. It's either yep. him or Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, JTT, JTT, baby. But he honestly did a really good job. I think I thought he fit Tombo's character quite well. And Kirsten Dunst honestly was fantastic. Yeah, she did. She did really good for Kiki. It's funny because like Matthew Lawrence could you could almost put glasses on him. At mm-hmm. that age, you'd be like, yeah, that, that looks kind of like Tom. Yeah, a little bit. Kirsten Dunst looks nothing like he can. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there was anyone else on here. So my personal. It's a really small cast. So. It, it is. My personal yeah. favorite performance is essentially a character who isn't voiced. Oh, the, uh, the baker, the yeah, husband. The, Oh um, yeah, that dude rules. I love well, uh, his little inter- his inner little interaction with Gigi when they first move in. Yeah, where they like look at each other and he winks at him. I'm like, man, I love this dude. This well, dude's awesome. Well, and that's the thing too is, is like you know we're obviously talking about performance, but that the, also the comes in with animation. Is and stuff. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. his character I love because you he's very quiet. He I think he has like two lines in the whole film. Yeah. Right. And. But every other time you see that he genuinely does care about Kiki's like well being, where right. you know he's obviously like pacing whenever yeah, like, like when the storm late, and he's she's pacing. late, yeah. yeah, and you know he makes the little sign for her and those yeah. kind of things, which are really. Um, it's just such a good little touch to a character that you don't really get to well, interact with. It tells so much about him without 
saying anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just the sign alone is like you immediately get what kind of dude this is. Well, because I mean, know? like this is you know the 1950s. It did not t- like it took him a, probably a good while to make this bespoke sign. Oh, it for took her. him all day at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been desi- he's had this design in his head for like a month at this point. Yeah. And also, out how to make it? Want to shout out the uh, the artist in the woods. Uh, I can't think oh, of Ursula. Character. Ursula. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that actually, I missed her name. Apparently. I was going to say, I, I think I missed her name initially and then they just don't say it again after that first yeah. time. Yeah. But so, she's great. She's, she's really nice. And the fun thing is on the Japanese version, um, Minami Takayama plays both Kiki and Ursula. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's wow, I didn't catch wild. that at all. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like breaking out the old, uh, Winnie the Pooh where it's just one guy talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but G, uh, Janine, uh, Garofalo, Garofalo? Oh, Garofalo. Garofalo? Janine Garofalo, the comedian? <laughs> I, that's the thing. I don't... I'd like, okay. <laughs> I, I, see the, I see the word. I've never heard it before. Garofalo. <laughs> you know Janine Garofalo. She's in Seinfeld. She's yeah, in I was like, she's other in Seinfeld. Stuff. I know she was in Seinfeld. Yeah. But I don't know the actress's name. I just know that she oh. was in Seinfeld. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But she did fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's great in that role. Um, kind of the, the, the su- sub, substitute mentor? Like a, well, she's a mentor. I mean, well, but well, really a friend. Really she's really... Like a... Like a <sighs> Like a pseudo, not a, I don't want to call her like an adult figure, but she's kind of like the version of where Kiki looks at it and can say, "Oh, when I actually grow up, I could be like this, like yeah, be this right. independent, yeah." Et well, and that's one of the biggest themes about because she, uh, Ursula herself, has artist block and she's trying to overcome. And that's why she goes into town. That's why she tries to do to other things, cabin in the woods, yeah, and, yeah, just to like get a different change of pace and go and you know find more creative drive as an artist and one i can completely understand that but then two it also shows kiki that you know like there are ways around these kind of mental blocks that you put up yourself right yeah yeah i do want to shout out the uh the grandma and the housekeeper oh i love i love when when the uh the airship is like you know going down in flames basically on tv (laughs) and the the housekeeper is like this is the most exciting thing that's happened to us in our entire life i I like the people could die here lady the scene where she's in the hallway and she's hopping on the broom and she's kind of like you know yeah she's a witch i was like again that's one of those like Tiny bits of animation that just tells you so much about well, that and, character. And, and world building, too, because, yeah. like, clearly, like, everyone accepts that witches exist they just here. exist. Right, yeah. yeah it's but, not like this weird thing. Like, yeah, but yeah. It, they're, they're still rare they're enough rare. to where yeah. this person who's, you know, clearly in, like, probably your 70s or 80s, you know, wouldn't have really interacted with Maybe never, never come across yeah. a witch, yeah. Yeah, so that that's really cool. I like those kind of touches. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on to the score. Of the movie, oh man, done by Joe Hisaishi. There's so many things to choose from. And now, has he done most of Miyazaki's he's done movies? All of them. All of them. Okay, yeah, he's basically like he lives is in the, the guy. Studio. I thought Miyazaki it was all of them, but I didn't want to like to a wall in the basement <laughs> of Ghibli. He like comes out, he's like Joe, I got work. They wake him up once every few years. He comes out the stick, pokes him awake. Yeah, he man, Joe does some amazing work, and he's very every much. Time. He feels very similar to like the John Williams of Japan. For right. just these kind of films, like he has a very specific style, mm-hmm. but he does such a good job at composing these themes and light motifs that go out throughout the films. Yeah, that they're all so unique. Well, I mean, it just like John Williams or other people, it, he has that ability to where like you hear the hallmarks of mm-hmm. his work, and it sounds like him through all the movies, but they all sound distinct and yes. unique, and they, and they fit you know? the sequence they're in. Right? Well, well, and, oh, yeah. Man, yeah. he loves his strings. Doesn't oh, yeah. He? Yes. You should throw on the uh, the track. Oh, neither of uh, you are prepared. A seaside town, I think, is what it is. Town with an ocean view. Town with an ocean view. That's there it is. It. I was close enough. 
Yeah, good enough. Lost in translation. Like, this is so just immediately, distinctly Ghibli? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, and it has, like, it's one very Ghibli, but then it also just has such a vibe of, like, you know, seaside ocean this town. Is, this has got <laughs> does, a yeah. little bit of whimsy to it. It's mm-hmm. got just, ah, it's such a good flow. Yeah, the... I mean, he just does such a fantastic job. If you want a fantastic, like, hour or two-hour just viewing on YouTube that mm-hmm. you can just throw on. You don't have to actually watch the whole thing. But there's the 25th anniversary Ghibli concert mm-hmm. that he um, conducted. Uh, conducted. Yeah. yeah. And full orchestra. Oh, yeah, yeah it's good. Full, oh, cool. full orchestra, you know, massive, like, 300-person choir. Yeah. It's absurdly good. What year was that? What's that from? Uh, 2016? Okay. Somewhere around there. But yeah. it, you, all you have to do is just go do Studio Ghibli concert. Yeah. And there's going to be like at least two or three of those pop up. Gotcha. And it's all the same thing. Yeah. And uh, it's phenomenal. Just nice. totally worth watching. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Unless you guys want to talk any more about music. No, I mean, like, for me, the music, again, is such an integral part of this mm-hmm. experience and the movie that again, the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, okay, so this is quaint, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I kept waiting since I thought it, she was, a, it was a witch. It was a story about yeah. like magic. There was going to be that spirited away mm-hmm. twist, kind of twist of like, yeah. you know, all the supernatural like, stuff. Okay, starts when, to come the, in. when the bad stuff happens. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's coming, you know, here we go. <laughs> and it never does. And you're like, Oh, okay. But like it, the music throughout it, paint such a picture too of like again like you're saying like it connects like the seaside town mm-hmm. to like her emotions and what she's going through to like the heroic songs at the end when she's like saving Tombo like yeah all of it like yeah. I don't know it, it fits every scene perfectly well and they do he does such a good job at directing how the music is or how the soundtrack is used because right. there's a moment at the end where she is saving him and there's no sound it's dead silence just dead right. silence yeah. well it's the it's the the big gasp from the crowd right everyone mm-hmm. inhales and they're holding their breath and it makes you do the same thing yep. right and it's such a phenomenal piece of directing whenever you do have those moments because like it's one of those things where you know i will always harp on this that i think music and sound design is one of the most important parts in film and tv yeah just because like you you need to be like audiences need to be helped along with emotions and like cheat code it's a way to just go straight to the heart of the matter and and grab your audience's Mm -hmm. heartstrings and pull and twist and pluck well there's a there's a video on youtube and i can't remember exactly what to tell someone to search to look it up but it's basically they take this one scene and they put like four different music tracks under it Mm -hmm. and like each track makes the context of the scene just totally different wildly you know and it it was to highlight like you have to have the right music for the right scene. Otherwise, things can, you know, go un-understood. I mean, that's that's or actually like, been kind of like a TikTok trend oh, of, yeah. Yeah. of late where it's like, oh, you know, music makes the difference. And it's, you know, the uh, Darth Vader boarding, you know, Return of the Jedi boarding the, the Death Star. And, the curb and they're playing different. Play. Yeah, yeah, they're playing, yeah, different music. I mean, it really does make such a big difference when you have a good director behind these kind of things because then they know when not to use it or when to use it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, Miyazaki is just a master. Well, there's one scene. It's after they get to the dirigible the first time and the car pulls up with mm-hmm. his friends. There's, like, no music playing. Like, well, it, yeah, because you it know. It cuts they, out again, and it's kind of like, it, 
for a moment, I was like, where, where, why is there no music here? Then you kind of understand. It's like she's like. She's, she's going back into her shell. She's yeah. Collapse. Like the, the fun lightheartedness is ending. It is. Pulling back. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, you know, now she's been reminded. That's great. Kind of to just segue into plot. But she's yeah. reminded that there are people in this world that are not friendly and kind. Right. Because this, you know, the the granddaughter that dirtbag granddaughter oh, who man. didn't want she's, her grandma's pie and she could choke on bee, it for man. all I care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that that's one of those things where really under it underscores his ability to really like portray a lot of her emotions yeah. very well for for you know this kind of movie there's no there's no overarching plot there's no antagonist outside right. of her own self-doubt. And whenever you have those moments, he what does if, such what if a the villain was inside you all along. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it always is. He just does such a good job at punctuating those to where like everyone can relate to that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, plot speaking of, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I could definitely, like I said, see someone complaining that it's a bit slow or and there's it's like, like oh there's nothing happens there's in nothing this. happening yeah. right like you have kind to of a, a middle space right where you're like and it's not actually in the middle of the film it's actually kind of late in the film yeah it's right. like the last like quarter we're, we're just kind of almost like so where, where are we going oh oh this is where we're going okay well no, right. that's kind of yeah. i think that's kind of the point though it is is a lot of i mean this is a slice of life you know, genre. Yeah. So whenever you have this, it's not about like these big fantastical moments. It's about overcoming your own self doubt. That's creating self confidence. That's right, children. Welcome to real life. You're not going to have big fantastical <laughs> moments. Yeah. Get but ready it, for the humdrum. I mean, you know. No, I'm, I mean, but it is. Get ready it's for the humdrum. <laughs> so it's an important lesson. You got to learn it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the screen, Timmy. Take the notes. <laughs> 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 yeah, but like her her journey and like it's such a wild like little like th- they do a whole lot without getting just in the weeds with like world building. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know that like when witches turn 13, they have to just find a town. And you, I, I'm going like, just find a town? Like you just go and then one just says, hey, you can live here. Well, or like you just got to feel it out. And it's, it's well, such it's, a like it's it's abstract. They don't get like into the weeds about mm-hmm. like why this happens or like or, or what the well. I mean, the or mother like, just kind of say, well, you know, it's an old tradition. So it's kind of almost right. like a family thing. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Is I f- I really feel that a lot of those kind of like I'll say motivations for her to leave mm-hmm. are really her personal motivations. Not she needs to do this to become a witch right. because she already is one essentially. Right. It's really more on the lines of, well, our family's always done this. This is just kind of what our culture does. Well, well and I also like how you can see kind of the changing attitude because her mom, like she hears on the, on the weather report, right? That, Oh, you know, it's going to be a nice cloudless full moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect night for me to leave. You know, this is, I, I'm going to, well, I thought we were going to wait until, you know, next month, honey. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't guarantee the weather mom, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, man, you always feel bad for the dad when, Whenever he comes up, I feel so oh, bad for that dad. He's, he's what about the camping trip? Well, yeah. that'll just have to wait for never. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, my heart. <laughs> Poor dad. As, as soon as she flies off and hits the trees, you know, he's like, I spent $800 on all this camping equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the, the, the little moment of one, the bells, but then all of them listening to make sure she doesn't fall into the water. <laughs> yeah. They're just waiting with bated breath. <laughs> Okay, well, she's definitely past the water now. And yeah. it's, it's also funny, too, because, like, that bit there, and also when she gets the uh, the um, 
substitute broom, mm-hmm. the uh, street sweeper broom oh, at yeah. the end, and she kind of does the same maneuver off of the buildings. And it's like, you know, like, when I think about the height involved in this, that could be really dangerous, and it's kind of almost played for laughs. Yeah. Although at the, at the later point, she's so determined that it just, you know, she almost works with the system mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right, but the way they, like, the animate that too is great on that point yeah. where like her like the the chasing momentum and like gravity and like the yeah. way it's like, it's floaty like it's just great that they were able to like conceptualize physics on a fake broom that, but it feels <laughs> real it feels like oh yeah that's what a street sweeper broom would probably feel like right, if you're trying yeah. if you're trying to ride it yeah, yeah. well but, and I do like the idea that she can go through. And, like, just pick up any broom and use it. It doesn't have to right. be, like, a magical broom. Yeah, so I had the thought of, like, so could you use a mop? Could you use a vacuum? Ho- Hocus right. Pocus yeah. is like, hey, <laughs> by the way, we are also in this world. It's an electronic broom. Yeah. We're in the same world as this, the same universe, shared <laughs> universe. To that point, like, in the plot, they don't get bogged down in, like, setting up a bunch of weird rules of, like, no, you can only use just, a broom oh, that you, you designed. Leave, if or, you don't leave the house by the time you're 14, you turn into a toad. Right. You know, whatever. There's no need for any of that. Like, uh, we have everything we need. Need. And then as we start going through it and she meets like all these characters, like it, it's also a movie about kindness, I think, in a lot of ways, because like oh, even though it's about overcoming self-doubt, like there's so many people that just help her out along the way. That it just makes you feel warm inside, like the the baker, her husband, uh, the artist. The, yeah, the artist, the lady that she gives the pacifier to, gives her like her first job, or the no, the the um, the lady from next door that gives her the first job or whatever mm-hmm. the, the bakery, and then the the grandma, and she's like baking this thing. Well, she helps her bake the the pie, and it's that like roll up your sleeves. I got to do what's mm-hmm. right. I know this is mm-hmm. basically it's like it almost has the same vibe of like that like. Um, the country bumpkin, like, yeah, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to stand aside and watch you not be able to bake this pie. Yeah. Let's get this done. What do we got to yeah. do? The task has been set. Okay. We need this. We need that. Well, you know? And also well, you get a lot of good contrast too, because we go directly from grandma's house yeah. to the little brat's house. Snooty house. <laughs> well, but, and, and the heartbreak of just like all this time that we've all seen right. and that and she's the, experienced. The investment in yeah. this. Yeah. And it's just, and oh, she's it's like, like grandma's crappy pies. Mm-hmm. Well, and then also. Just makes not, you want to punch her in the mouth. I wanted to roll that heifer out <laughs> in the rain. Just like get that girl out of here. Not, not just that too, but also like uh, the family dog with Gigi. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Because uh, yeah. like they're they're kind to the dog and the dog comes in and helps them out. Yeah. Like does them a solid. I still love him just being like, Oh, I'm a girl with a cat. A cat is uh, having a bad moment right now. <laughs> yeah. That, I love that whole portion of the film just because it's its own little short story mm-hmm. just is, yeah. encapsulated in it. And it's really, really fun because, one, you have this poor cat, a magical cat that has, <laughs> you know, has to, like, deal with this kid. First, yeah, he's, like, being held by his <laughs> tail upside down uh-huh. by this kid. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the end of the film. Okay. Which, uh, particularly the most controversial part of the film, I think, is uh, essentially Gigi doesn't talk. The Gigi doesn't talk. Now, there are two different, Mm. there's actually three different versions of this. Yeah. So the Japanese version, um, he doesn't, Miyazaki specifically did not want him to talk. Right. Because he wanted to basically portray that. You're old now, kid. Well, basically that Gigi has grown up and Kiki has grown up. And she has the self-confidence to not rely on him. They can go mm, their own okay. separate ways yeah. and still come together when they yeah. want. Exactly. Because yeah. they're, they're still family. That, and one of the things, too, is that they grew up together as, right. you know, basically like from infancy or whatever. So they have this connection that they can talk with each other where, uh, according to Miyazaki, that is not common 
in the uh, like in their world. Oh, okay. Like so like not every world. witch has like a yeah, not, cat they yeah, can talk to. Exactly. Got it. Uh, so then if you go to the Disney version mm-hmm. from 1998, they have it to where he actually does say something at the end in English mm-hmm. to where it, it basically is telling audiences, Oh, she got her powers back. So now she can talk. Right. With so it's tied up with a bow. Yeah. Which yeah. it does kind of, um, like kind of like cut out from under like the general message of what he was going for. Yeah. Then fast forward to 2010 when they did the remaster, mm-hmm. they removed it. Okay. So yeah, now he doesn't speak at the end. Him meowing. Got it. Yeah. Well, because like I remembered him speaking probably mm-hmm. because one of the last times I saw the English version was the original mm-hmm. or maybe channel or whatever. Yeah. I have yeah. seen the the so, fixed one, but it, I just. In my head, I still remember him talking at the yes. end because in my head, it's like it's because she lost her powers. Mm-hmm. This time, watching it subbed, she never talks to him again, and I was like, "Huh? Oh, so he just like got laid and grew up?" <laughs> and so yeah, well, he's not yeah, talking he's anymore. Like she's a family man now. Yeah, she's yeah. moved on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. Well, and that's you know that's kind of the thing that he was going for is that he doesn't he like she doesn't need his support anymore outside right. of being just a, a family member and right. not she doesn't have to be able to talk with him to be able to like you know i'll see he was like an emotional support I, yeah, animal really. i like i like the other theory that's out there oh gosh and that the english version i think really supports where in a lot of ways Gigi is kind of like her inner voice so she's not actually talking, talking yeah and the cat's mm. not actually responding it's more she's talking to herself and it's her, you know, angel on the shoulder response of, right. I probably Cricket. shouldn't do yeah. that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. her conscience. And then now the two have come together. She's she's accepted herself, so she's no longer having those moments. So Gigi's just been a cat the whole time. Yeah. I, I actually kind of okay. like that theory. That's not bad. I, I think that's a fine, like, that's fine, too. And I think that's... And if, it's, I think it has, if not the, the law of the letter that Miyazaki laid out, it has mm-hmm. at least the soul of the, yes, the concept does. is there. Yeah, because maybe it's that the girl he's dating is really stuck up, but he's just got to <laughs> act like he doesn't speak English anymore <laughs> to impress she her. She only speaks cat. Yeah, yeah. he's like, meow, I don't know. <laughs> this, this weird girl talking to me. I never yeah. met her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, it really does. Uh, the ending is kind of open up to interpretation, and that's that is a common thing, not just with Ghibli films, just but very also Japanese. With, this is very Japanese. Yeah. yeah, and I could definitely see like people that would see this movie and get upset about this, particularly maybe younger kids, mm, where they're yeah. just like, "Well, why does he never talk again?" You know, right. and, and that kind of closure just isn't something. Man, you want to terrify a kid? She's like, but but she got her powers back. Why why can't I just talk to her? Little? I mean, she's grown up now. She doesn't need to talk to her. I'm like, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> also, powers aren't real. <laughs> yeah. Just crush your kid's soul early. Yeah. Take notes, Timmy. Keep taking notes. <laughs> All right, so let's move into some entertainment. Entertainment. Were you entertained? I was entertained. I am always entertained with this Yeah, film. I want to hear favorite scenes. Come on. Mm. I think I really like the scene where they are initially. Uh, she picks up the um, the birdcage to deliver it. She the big sweeping shot over the over the city. Oh yeah, and then they go up and start talking to the geese, which yep. are which is really taking, fun. You're taking my secrets here. It's not fair. No, it's mine. Just because. Honestly, I totally forgot about this. And it's like, oh, they say a gust of wind is coming. And these geese just get absolutely wrecked. <laughs> yeah. like, but you, you knew it was coming. Why are y'all also just getting wiped out by this? Because right. well, they were trying to make sure that she, she was going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's just a, that, that like, when they're like a gust of wind. No, I was like, what if there's just a miniature tornado? <laughs> 
Well, mini tornado. I, I like the whole sequence that follows that too, where essentially, like, she tries to go back and get the the uh, stuffed and animal, the and the, you know, yeah. and yeah, the magpies are after him, and then she goes and finds obviously Ursula's cabin, yeah, and she finds it in the. Um, Window. Uh, in the window and she tries to get it back and she was like well now it's now it's damaged because they were mad at it go figure because they're birds yeah and uh, birds. and then she gets to kind of like you have a little bit of a, a fun interaction where she's like obviously helping out right. and cleaning up the house while ursula's uh patching up yeah. the the stuffed animal while you get little cutaways of Gigi dealing with being this kid's yeah. stuffed animal yeah yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Ryan, what you got? My favorite is the one that got me, you know, when I watched it this most recent time. It usually gets me, but this time, man, it hit hard. I bawled my eyes out. It's when oh. the grandma gives her the cake. Oh, and she no. opens it. And it's I, I the cried too yeah, at this I have, time. I have oh, man. Oh, for a little oh. girl. Oh, man. It like wrecked me. I was like, a mess because like it was just that the, the culmination of everything that's happened because well, she's movie. at her lowest point right and it's just this pure unadulterated kindness from this stranger mm-hmm. obsi- you know essentially, stranger, essentially yeah. yeah like some lady she doesn't really know and it's just like oh it murdered me I don't know why I was just like bawling on it's the couch you're getting older and sentimentality is real it is yeah my you're wife's closer, like are you okay I'm like closer I'm to fine being that grandmother than you are Kiki yeah. I am closer to the grandmother yeah. than I am <laughs> how does that make you feel about yourself well, not the same when i was when i was watching it <laughs> <Back> for <laughs> for this i was doing something else. i was like working a little bit just like putting together like dials or whatever and yeah. like this moment hits and i was like i gotta stop for a second yeah, like, this is like huh, i forgot i, I can't forgot see my, this my hands because it's blurry what's going on <laughs> what is water from eyes rain? <laughs> yeah but yeah. The, like in, I think that's one of the magical things about Ghibli films and Miyazaki films, per, in particular, is that yeah. he knows how to manipulate emotions enough to where, like, you have this kind of like unseen buildup where you're like, wow, this is really sad. You know, she, you know, she's lost her powers. I don't know what's going to happen. She's uncertain. Yeah. And then you just have like this underscore moment where you're just like, there's still people that are going to be really, really oh, kind yeah. to her. She's going to be okay. And you're like, Oh God. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what's your favorite scene? Uh, I already took it. So he's got to, I'm kind of putting to some backups here. Uh, <laughs> so honestly, I really like, the initial flight sequence, it's like we get out of the, the, the weeds of the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get her up in the sky, radio's on, fun little bebop songs going along. She meets that other witch. How to get Run into the, the snooty witch. But even though she is kind of snooty, she doesn't go like as full snooty as oh, no, like no. she could have. Oh, no, 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 no. She does though because okay. Kiki is like, Oh, is that your town? It's mine, all you know, only mine. Or oh, it's so big. Oh, well, maybe to you. Kiki's like this bee. I'm gonna find the biggest oceanside town. Yeah, got a clock tower. Dirigibles visit my town. Yeah, can you even spell that? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you know, obviously, then Gigi makes the comment of, uh, "Man, that cat was really stuck up too." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they, they just kind of pile on. I don't know. Something about that always gets me, and it's it's also interesting too because that witch's design. Mm-hmm. Is is so similar to the witch from Mary and the Man, Witch's it, Flower. I was actually about to bring yeah. that up. I had oh. a, a head cannon in uh, whenever Mary and the Witch's yep. Flower was going to come out. I was like, that's the girl from Kiki's Delivery Service. I already don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> which, for, for people, which is basically everybody probably who aren't in the know, uh, so there's a studio that formed, and it's basically is a lot of people who left Ghibli mm-hmm. to open their own studio, and their first big full feature was 
this marrying the witch's marrying flower. The witch's flower. And yeah. yeah, the 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 girl character, which is designed is very similar. Like there are a lot of like, you know, Pixar style theories where it's like, Oh, this is like Mary's mom when she was a kid kind mm-hmm. of thing going around or whatnot. Yeah. Um, because yeah, they look very, similar. very, very similar. Eerily similar. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. So, you know, I think we're kind of winding down here. Yeah. However, before we go, we always have to talk about patron. We do. Patreon. Patron. Pa- not one well, specific we patron. One patron. <laughs> I spin the wheel of patrons. All right, and Nick. It's this person I don't know, but they support us, and I love them for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we do love all of our patrons. <laughs> However, we need to talk about Patreon. Yes. So for just one low, low amount of $1 it's per It's just month, a dollar. It's just a dollar. Just, just $1. Dollar. You get access no to all of our here. bonus content every month. Mm-hmm. Everything that's already come come before all the bonus episodes we've done. Plus, at least we're gonna make one new bonus episode a month. Sometimes more. Sometimes Sometimes more. Uh, Along with that, you also get access to our commentaries. So what these are is you can pop in the film that we have a commentary for and listen along with us for uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you play the podcast on your phone, you play the movie on your TV, and it's it's like right there sitting next to you. It's like we're on the couch with you, cracking jokes, and uh, maybe throwing out a little bit of sometimes useful trivia. Never actually useful. Well, I mean, so (laughs) it has nothing to do with Kiki's delivery service and is not cozy at all, but you can go listen to me watch... Starship Troopers for the first time. Oh yeah, it was an incredible it experience was, it to was incredible. sit next to someone who's never seen Starship Troopers. <laughs> Which just you can also go and listen to me react to Indiana Jones and the Crystal, of the Crystal yep. Skull yeah. for the first time. It's not as fun. It's not. It's, it's not as fun. Not. Yeah. No, I thought it was pretty fun. It was kind of fun watching Steve and go like, "What? <laughs> what is happening? What are we yeah. doing? Why are they doing this?" We also have Patreon picks polls. So if you yes. want to like steer the future of the podcast, you can get in there and vote. We have them up. You know, every couple months or so, we have like a different theme for each one you can vote on an, uh, a movie that we'll cover we'll do a full episode on it that patrons get early access to but then it does hit the main feed so you know for one dollar you get a lot of content and you if sure do patreon is not for you that is totally okay yeah. because you can still support the show by tossing us a share and a like on facebook and the instagram review, hit those five stars yep. yeah yeah review it us really on helps. apple podcast spotify google podcast whatever you just share us with a friend it would be fantastic yeah that'd yes. be Right. Yep. So that does sound like all the time we have this week. So until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. <laughs> <laughs>